back to the You've Been Asking podcast. <laughs> I'm with Cadet Kelly today. <laughs> What's the other one's name? Uh, I the don't mean know. One? I could not tell you. Uh, it's the podcast that no one asked for. We're back. Yeah, Happy I look fall, like I y'all. enlisted. Wearing even the army green. You honestly, this is like a, an approved military hairstyle. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Really? Did you take a toothbrush to your... Yes. You did? <laughs> yes. No strays? No strays. Did you learn that from Lauren? Yeah, because I have really bad um, postpartum gr- regrowth. I think I've already talked about this a couple episodes back. So I needed to tame the flyaways and this made me feel better. She's got some great bangs. I've got some crazy <laughs> regrowth too. Not wearing a hat today, so that's mm. new. Mm, yeah. Mm. I didn't notice. I look like a doofus. At least you changed out of the shirt with the paint stain. Speaking of Lauren. <gasps> we can say it. We're getting another niece. Lauren is pregnant, y'all. Mallory's sister. Or nephew. Yeah, niece or nephew. Mallory thinks it's a girl. I'm like convinced. She has from the, from the get, from the moment Lauren called her and was just frantic because like this is a big shock to her. Um, Mallory just, for whatever reason, knows it's a girl. Yeah. And Mallory is pretty good at knowing genders. the gender. Yeah, guessing the genders. I, we both pretty much guessed our gender of our twins. Um, uh, well, I will say we either thought for it was the girl, first girl. few weeks, we thought it was girl, girl. Or I did. Mm. I think we both did. And then as soon as like it was time to do the gender reveal, I was like, well, I'm pretty sure it's a boy and a girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We thought it was either going to be girl, girl or girl, boy. The whole time, we did not think for a second we had only boys, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, that would have been the most shocking outcome for me. Yeah. But Lauren's pregnant. She is, how far along? 13 weeks? She'll be 13 weeks tomorrow. Yeah. So so she's 13 weeks by the time this comes out. Yeah, she'll be 13 weeks by the time this comes out. So, awesome. Congrats. We're excited to be uh, aunt and uncles to another niece or nephew. Yeah, we already love our our niece. My sister has a daughter that's two months older than our twins. Um, Little Carly girl. She is gorgeous and we we wish our kids had half the length of hair closer we wish they were closer our kids ugh, they when they're together they like they play so and they're getting as they're getting older they're getting more interactive especially our babies with each other so i know they would just love having carly around Mm -hmm. Ugh, be so cool but alas she's in california California. and we are here that's the biggest life update any other life updates besides the babies are just doing more and more like we did halloween Halloween was done. Our biker Our gang rolled Halloween out. first Halloween as like actual humans that walk around and interact with the world. Yeah, last year we just stuck them in their little twin stroller. feeder and did the cool trunk or treat. Oh yeah, for Halloween though we pushed them in the stroller around the Except neighborhood. Except I walked around with Stevie like a football. Oh yeah, she did not want to be in the stroller last year. No. This year, uh, my sister Lauren came over and she made us a delicious dinner. We had pesto, pasta, and bruschetta and salad. And the best and... cinnamon rolls ever. Hmm. Yeah, they're up there. Why were they so good? What do you mean they're up there? Whoa, are they I not really like I really like my mom's homemade cinnamon rolls, but they're a different kind of cinnamon roll. It's I more like, like see, I like these better than your mom's because your mom's aren't as like gooey and yeah. Like, that's see, what I love about these. But I, th- I think I like them both, but sure. I like them differently. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're two different things. So, but anyway, yeah, these this was so good. It was like the TikTok cinnamon rolls where you add like heavy whipping cream and milk and butter and brown sugar on top of your already like. Pillsbury cinnamon roll. Oh my gosh. And then like make a special cream cheese. It was heavenly. Dressing. I felt like I was sinning. Like I felt like a (laughs) sinner. You know what I mean? Those are the devil's cinnamon rolls right there. Ooh wee. Gluttony. They were really good. Um, But we took the kids. We originally planned on taking them to a more busy neighborhood with more decorations, more kids. But it was too close to their bedtime. So we took them on a little walk around our neighborhood, which wasn't as exciting. 
He's a little dead. Our neighborhood sucks. <laughs> and like, it's like every fourth house maybe has decorations yeah. and they're not usually that good. There's like two, three, four houses that have like actual good decorations on our little corner of the neighborhood. I haven't gone out to the yeah stretches, but. So we went on a brisk walk. Yeah. You know, Try to close our move rings. Which <clears throat> did not happen even still, but. Yeah. It was okay. It was good. Yeah, it was fine. We watched a lot of like Halloween-y movies. We watched Adam's Family, Adam's yeah. Family Values. That's pretty much... I feel like those are becoming like a staple for us. That's my favorite Halloween movie. Gotta be... Jeez. Okay. <laughs> Don't touch me. I'm just kidding. Whenever <laughs> has makeup on, like I'm not allowed to touch her. <laughs> and I have like this really goopy like lip gloss. Can you tell? Yeah, you can. Ooh, girl, your lips look um, juicy. They're like... It's one that I got in my stocking. Maybe you got it for me, actually. It came in like a pack. Um, uh. And it like tingles to make your lips look bigger. When it comes to shopping for Mallory, one of her presents is basically me having a hoedown in Ulta on her behalf. Yeah. I'll literally go in there. I've got, like, women of all ages helping me buy stuff. Oh, you want that? Oh, she likes this? You want to get that? Like, not even just workers. Everyone's there just supporting the cause, and I just walk out with a bunch of stuff. Um, so I probably got you that lip gloss. But I feel like it worked best the first time I ever used it, and now it just, like, makes my lips really red, and it burns. <laughs> but... It's, Whatever, still, it's still a lip gloss. You look, they look good. Thanks. Your lips are burning right now? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry about it. Thanks. <laughs> anyway. Um, any other life updates? No. Nothing major. Yeah. Pretty pretty boring. Yeah. So, let's move on to everyone's favorite segment. Hot tea with Mallory. Ba-da, ba-da. I don't, we need to come know. up with some kind of cool. It needs to be cooler than that. But. It's a hot tea segment. All right. So this time, instead of a Reddit story, I thought I would share some drama that I've been following on Instagram lately. <laughs> it's been going on for a while now. So Local tea. Okay. So everyone has like their local influencer group. That's kind of weird to think about. Can I just pause there for a moment? There's like the big influencers like Kim Kardashian and stuff. And well, you have... I don't even say they're influencers. They're celebrities. Sure. But... You have those celebrities ones are like... And then you have, like, this little group of, like, oh, these are my local influencers that I like to follow. Like, your Amber Fillerups. And, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. that's, I think that's such a fascinating Which Amber Fillerup, I wouldn't even say, is a local influencer at this point. She's what I'd say is a big We saw her in person. She lives in person. <laughs> she's a local influencer. She is local, but, she but she's is huge. a mega yeah. influencer. Yeah, no, she has her own products dollars. at friggin' Sephora. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, our little group of local influencers, there was four of them. And I'm just going to share the names because no one's going to see this. <laughs> the first one is the Garcia Diaries. I think she has the most followers Bethany. of the group, um, at least on Instagram. And I've been following her for years, I want to say. Like, I follow, started following her when um, they were on... That's how I found them, is they were on The Super Nanny, the TV show. And that's how I found them. And then I don't know if I even followed her. I just kind of like checked on her page every now and then. And then eventually I just followed her. Hmm. And she started doing confessions and it was just like fun. Hmm. And then. Did she blow up from Super Nanny or from that big body positivity post? Both. Both. Yeah. But I think initially it was Super Nanny. Okay. And then Kendall Heisdu. She's like not really as involved in this drama, but she kind of is. Because there was the group of four of them. So Kendall Heisdu is another local influencer. Um, she's like a model and her husband's a model and they have two little girls. What a life. Yeah. And then the two sisters, they're sisters, one of them's adopted, but they are sisters. Um, 
And that's how <laughs> we go. With, people always do that. Well, she's adopted, but they're sisters. People do that for every well, but like, that's adopted. <laughs> you ever notice that? I think this is like, my son. He's adopted, but he's my son. But I think it's because like she was adopted later in life, like as a teenager. Oh wow! So, yeah, so it wasn't like they didn't grow up together. I mean, they were friends. Fascinating. That's so. That's cool that they like. I'm, I'm assuming they're close. Yeah, they're like me and Lauren. Oh wow! Yeah, that's cool. Hey, probably maybe even closer than me and Lauren because they hang out like every single day. Jeez. But cool. But Lauren and I probably would too if we lived closer and she wasn't as busy. But anyway, at the point. Um, so the, they all became friends because they all went to like a local influencer like dinner and then they just like hit it off. And so they were spending <laughs> a lot of time together. Like they would post about each other almost daily. Like they wow. did at least weekly meetup, not meetups, but like they would go to dinner or like go shopping. They'd make content together. And it was honestly kind of a little bit annoying. <laughs> Why? Um, because I don't know. They're just like the two sisters... I didn't really like them at first because they were very cringy to me. Like, they made, like, the trendy TikToks that are, like, meme Like, the dances or the, like, using a sound of, like, a funny... Both. ...conversation that's happening Both. and they just lip But mostly it. that. Got it. And, like, the cliche, like, oh, my husband's trying to get lucky tonight and I'm denying oh. him. Like, it was just, like, okay. Like, every fourth video is about this. Like, it's not funny. It's not relatable. One day when you decide to become famous, honey, you're going to have to just bend <laughs> over and do those things too, okay? Well, that's what they were doing. They were very clearly just doing it for the growth. Sure. And even Bethany, so they all made a podcast together. So now I follow all of them and I listen to each of their podcasts. The twin, the sis, not twins, the sisters have a podcast, the Codependent Podcast, and the Garcia Diaries has her podcast with her husband. What about that one girl? She doesn't have a podcast, okay. but she's been on each podcast she's the model with the yeah. model husband no yeah. podcast yeah okay i also think she has the least amount of followers of this group. no podcast for you but Go she's on. like she she's like a hair model for habit salon like that big really big yeah. expensive salon here yeah so like she's big but not like super she doesn't have like a lot of followers sure. well she does i think it's like two hundred thousand. can i anyway. say it's kind of weird that like we're so in depth or like so in knowledge of like influencer marketing and like influencers trying to see growth that you're you get annoyed by them like you know what they're doing do you know yeah. what i'm saying i feel like a lot of people feel like that but I, I honestly wonder if people don't know because like the comments that people make or the questions they ask the influencers is like how do you not see like this, this is, is a all setup. yeah strategic is, yeah exactly so, interesting yeah anyway so they made a podcast together and Je bethany even said like i really didn't like you and i had actually blocked one of the sisters because she stole one of my reels and like remade it and so i was like petty and annoyed by that wow yeah and then she's like now i see like it was just a trend and like whatever whatever but anyway so then they were all friends and they were even planning like a trip to disneyland for like one of their birthdays and out of nowhere like the trip just wasn't happening anymore and they didn't talk about it and then they were like weren't posting together which obviously people noticed and Oh, finally, eventually, one day, I don't even know how long they had been fighting at this point. Um, Hold on. When this happened, though, when the Disney trip didn't happen, all of them together, this is when Mallory clued me in on all this. Mm -hmm. She was like, so, there's these things been happening, and it's kind of like under the radar, but I see through it. I see right through it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you because the TikTok thing. Yeah, so Kendall, the lesser known of the four. The model. Um, she made a TikTok that was like, when you're an Enneagram 9 and you've been playing Peacekeeper all day, and <laughs> she's like pouring herself a drink and she's like, I am so tired. That's the sound that's playing. 
and I commented on it and I was like me just quietly following the tea with like a little like magnifying glass emoji thing and she like commented back and said ha 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 stop and then within a few hours the post was deleted um so that was my little part that was her confirmation that there is a 100 percent and bethany had commented on it too and the garcia diaries had commented and said something but i don't remember what she said anyway um also at this time since i had been clued in i went and bethany and the sisters were no longer following each other (laughs) also then by this point one of the sisters had her birthday the trip that was supposed to be the birthday trip for the halloween Mm -hmm. they just went the two sisters and their families and um, she did, like, a birth- birthday dinner with, like, a bunch of the local influencers. Bethany was not there. Um, but Kendall was. And so, like, all the other ones were. Mm. And then one of the, like, other influencers who isn't a part of this group. Like, they- she is, but not, like, the four that we're talking about right now. She had a birthday party for her daughter. And <laughs> they all went to that, which is the first time they had been together since, like, the fighting started. And they mm. were following each other on Instagram again. But, like... Bethany was very clearly, like, not commenting on their stuff, not liking their stuff. They would comment on her stuff, or Kenzie would. I don't think Jamie would. And I don't even know if I said their names. The sisters are Kenzie and Jamie. And anyway, um, trying to make this fast. So Kenzie, like, specifically, someone asked her in a question box. They do these question boxes, like, weekly, so it's pretty common. On Instagram. And someone asked her, like, are you not friends with Bethany anymore? And she's like, oh, we are. I just saw her at that birthday party, but I had to go somewhere, so we didn't get to talk very long. And so she's, like, very clearly, like, trying to make it seem like they are still friends. And she posted a picture of her and Bethany, but it was, like, an old picture, wasn't it? I think it was a reel, maybe. I don't remember. It was, like, a screenshot of a reel or whatever, but it wasn't from the party. Yeah, yeah, It was from, like, a previous... Hangout, yeah. Yeah. So... Bethany has, like, really not acknowledged them publicly at all since. She doesn't really... Like, Queen Bethany. I I mean, from what I've seen, she hasn't liked their pictures, their reels. She hasn't commented on their stuff. Um, mm. Doesn't talk about them on her stories at all. And they, at least Kenzie, still tries to act like they are still friends, from what I've seen. And so... Today, I was, like, scrolling on my Facebook this morning. And I obviously get up kind of early... Compared to the rest yeah, of the world, because yeah. I have two kids, and little kids, and I saw on, like, so the Codependent Podcast, which is the Sisters Podcast, they have a Facebook page just for, like, their listeners, and I'm on it, and someone had commented, like, can we just address the elephant in the room, because I'm super nosy, and, like, I felt like, I feel like this is a place we could talk about this, like, are you guys not friends with Bethany anymore, and, like, what happened? I have to know, and, like, everyone in the comments, there, I have at the time I saw it, it was only, like, six hours old, but that means that she posted it at, like, 1 a.m. Arizona time. Mm. And it had, I don't know how many comments, but it had a lot of comments, and everyone was agreeing with her, and, like, yes, I want to know, like, I'm dying to know, and, like, um, it had 40 likes, and <laughs> one girl was like, I asked Bethany, and she gave me her side, but I've asked the girls in their question box, and they never answer it. And within, like, 30 minutes of me seeing that post, it had been deleted. <laughs> so that's where we're currently at with the tea on the, on the influencer drama. And I still really want to know. And maybe this isn't good tea because I don't have an answer for you. But that's what's going on. Maybe we will in a future podcast. Yeah. What do you think is the reason? Like, what, we've, what we all we know is that there's something wrong. But we don't know what is wrong. So what do you oh, think so- is wrong? Oh, jeez. The garbage truck is here and it just made a noise and scared me. Um... Uh, Bethany, I feel like, has danced around it and hinted at it in her podcasts because she talks about, like, struggles with friendships and, like, the real life of an influencer. And she went on a Disney trip 
a girls Disney trip with other girls, two other like, well, they're not really influencers. One does like brows, but she's like pretty popular doing brows here. Okay. And the other one is an influencer, but not like a big one. She's got like a couple 10,000. Okay. Probably, I'd say under 50,000. But anyway, um, she was talking about like, she just needs friends around her that like fill her and she hasn't had that in a long time or something like that. So she's like hinted at it, but she hasn't like come out and said it. And I don't think any of them will because it'll just cause... You know, drama for all. And Bethany's the biggest of them all as far as, like, following is concerned, right? Only on Instagram. Okay. Because on TikTok, Kenzie has 700,000 followers. But I don't really count TikTok followers as much as I count Instagram followers. Because Mm. I feel like TikTok followers, like, you get a lot of, like, randoms. Like, I get a lot of randoms. And I barely even post. My my take on all this is that I wonder... Bethany, to me, seems like... From the just the clips I've heard in the podcast when you're listening to it or whatever, she seems like a very like and this is not to say that they're not this, but she seems so like authentic and genuine and she craves those types of relationships in her life that yeah. are a break from the social media. Like remember remember when she took a step back from doing Confession Tuesdays because she's like, It's just so much. Like it's just so much. She wants to give time to her kids. Yeah, she has five kids while the other Yeah two the and other so, three girls have two each. I think I, and I've experienced this back when I used to be, you know, do all my stuff and the gaming stuff. Um, Jerry used to be a celebrity. You can, like, they're really, it comes early. It comes sooner than you think. But there comes a point where relationships really start to feel transactional. And there has to be, like, what am I getting out of this friendship? Am I getting any likes, any content, any more views by being friends with you? And if I'm not then I'm not going to be a part of this friendship. And so it starts to feel transactional. And the moment it feels transactional, there's like friction there because you don't want to acknowledge it, but it's the elephant in the room. Yeah. And also I've been having some beef with the sisters. Like I'm pretty close to unfollowing the sisters. I've got inside information. beef? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Not beef. I have inside information that I don't think that they're like nice girls at all. They don't seem like nice girls from the clips I've heard of them. I'm just like, I just get, yeah, I just get first, mean girl vibes. So when I first I started know. following them, I was like, oh, they're like relatable. They're young moms like me. And like, they like cute things. And I liked their podcast because I was like, oh, it's like talking to friends, you know, just hearing the stuff. Sure. But the more that I followed them, the more like I have like resentment almost when I listen to their stuff. Because I'm just like, you're just saying like bratty things. Like, hmm. you sound so bratty right now. You're like uh, out of touch. Interesting. <laughs> and so I have insights information, which... Can it be trusted? Who knows? But I have a, f- a friend who is fr- best friends with a former best friend of these sisters. Oh. And she's, from her, the things I've heard from her, I mean, obviously this is a pattern for them because they have ex-best friends. Mm-hmm. So are they to be trusted? Also, one of their other best friends, we don't like. <laughs> we know her personally. And we don't like her. Hate. <laughs> he hates. I, I, I just don't like her. wish I wait for the demise of this girl. Not actual literal death. Not but... physical death, but... <sighs> <laughs> but one of their other best friends, this same friend that gave me the inside scoop, um, loves her. So she's so, like, one of the sweetest people ever. So who knows? But I just don't think they're very sweet or genuine, and I do think they do a lot of things just for the followers. That's what I... That's the thing, is, like, you... We call it selling out. We, we, yeah. we call it in the early days. You, you sell out. You stop producing. And that's that's where the trend is going with influencing, is people want to follow influencers that are genuinely relatable. Like, oh, you're, you're, you're a working 
mom or you're a stay-at-home mom, but or like, if the here's only, the reality of it, not like... Well, if the only thing you're recommending is like, oh, here's the things that I asked for for my birthday, you can ask for too. It's like a YSL bag or Yeah, and you're like, this Grey is Goose not shoes, relatable. It's just like, oh, yeah, I yeah. went to Macy's and I just bought like 17 <laughs> items. Like, what? Or what? not even Macy's, Anthro. Like Anthropology, yeah. Abercrombie, yeah. all of those places. Free people. Right. So, but people, wanted, people want you to like, people are more interested and feel like they've created better connection with like the more authentic feeling types and they don't just do every brand deal. They do only the things that they're passionate about or is applicable to them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're not promoting random crap just for the money. And it's interesting because I follow those two friends that do the What We Said podcast and they're like bigger influencers. Mm-hmm. And they do a very similar style, very similar yeah. content, but it just comes off better from them. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I, I, I think it has to do with just like... Their heart? Intention? Intentions. <laughs> and maybe they said a lot of like some bratty things here or there, and it's just like rubbing Pethany the wrong way where, to the point where she's just like, you know, like... I also I feel like... So this. they are obviously members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Bethany's not. Bethany's the not. sisters are. She's a former Christian... A non-denominational Christian, I think. Yeah. And she has, like, a lot of religious trauma from that. Her dad was a pastor. He's now in jail for having a sexual relationship with a minor. So, wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Holy crap. So she has, like, a lot of religious trauma. That's heavy. And Kendall is very strong, devout Christian. One of the, like, mega churches here. The model. Uh-huh. So they had, like, different mixed faith backgrounds. And I also feel like... Um, because of that, that might be part of the reason. Because Bethany is very, like, woke... Like, very really, pro- yeah, very progressive in her thoughts and feelings, and not progressive, but you know. I wouldn't what I mean? say she's woke. I would say she's progressive. I'd say she's woke. I don't know. I feel like I'm starting to I like associate the term woke with just like, like offended. No, I wouldn't say that. She's not like that, but I would say she. And I'm not they saying do that's say correct. things that are like she wouldn't agree with. Like on their podcast, they were talking about how her their son. So they only have one boy between the two of them, and she was talking about how like they the nails painted. No, that's Bethany. I'm talking about the sisters. Yeah. They have one boy, and he's, like, playing with a grocery cart and, like, pushing the grocery cart with baby dolls instead of just, like, playing with typical boy things. Hmm. And they were, like, very much, like, talking about how, like, oh, we're just trying to, like, find things that he likes that are, like, masculine. Whereas Bethany, she has one boy amongst her five kids, and they let him get his nails painted. He had his ears pierced. Like, they very much don't, like, believe in the... Gender roles or gender. It's not that they don't believe in yeah. the gender roles, like, but they. Not bad. It's, it's more They just about let like, their kids be themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Like, they're going to let their kids figure out who they are on their own and encourage them and love them regardless. Whereas, especially if you're in the church, like there's that, that patriarchal masculinity, like boys mm. play with trucks, girls play with Barbies from an early age. I mean, from an early age, you're getting split up in boy and girl classes, you know, for, for learning at church and stuff. So there, I can see how. Mm. Only in your teens. Well, As a kid, you that's not? to me that's early age. Mm, like okay. you're starting to get split up in your formative years when you start to form opinions on things. Um, my point is is that they do come from very different backgrounds. Like have very different like political beliefs. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can see it, and and also when you like nothing against the church, but I think a lot of church members agree that a lot of you know there's a there's that stigma that like better than you or what hop on my high horse kind of a thing there's that stigma with a lot of members not all members but there kind of is that like you know we have the true church we have the true gospel so you know and if you believe anything else it's, and so 
But that manifests in different ways. That treatment towards others can manifest in a negative way that's like looking down on you. Um, I've personally witnessed that. That's not just like someone else's opinion. Um, and that doesn't happen for everyone. It's not the, the church as a whole, but there, I think everyone agree in the culture, there's definitely some of that going on. And so maybe she just feels that way. I think it, maybe it's that, but also it's, I think it might also just be like, this doesn't feel like a genuine relationship where like you and I could actually get along for the long term. And so I'd rather just not waste my time on it. And I can, I, I can, I'd appreciate that. Like, that's how I am in my, my friendships today. It's like, I don't, I don't want to waste time on this friendship. If like, we just fundamentally, we're not there. We can be friendly and have fun, but like, we just disagree. And I don't want to wait till, till it gets to a point where you're at my kid's sixth birthday party and you do something that I just like, do not agree with that, you know, really directly influences my kid or whatever. It's like, I'd rather not have that happen, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But interesting tea. I'm... I don't See know. If what it, I honestly don't think it's it's ever gonna. If it's the reasons that we're guessing it, I don't feel like they're gonna talk about that. Mm-mm. If there was like an actual moment of like, well, she slapped me drunkenly at something or whatever, like that might get talked about. But if it's just like, hey, like we're just different. I don't really want to. We don't need to continue this. Like, yeah. cool. Our friendship has kind of run its course. I don't think that's gonna get caught up until like years from now or or way later on when it's already blown over. You know what I mean? Yeah. My only other thought originally when this first started happening is they made a comment on their podcast when they were launching their dress line about Are these ones with the ugly dresses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they launched a dress line and like most of it's just missing. It's just um, everyone's kinda like, Oh, that's an ugly just, dress. I would use the word uninspired. <laughs> But some their most recent line, they have two dresses. They're the same dress, but in two different colors. And it's giving FLDS trying to be sexy. <laughs> Prairie dresses. In satin. Oh, my head. So ugly. I'm sorry. If you see this, I'm, I am a hater. But not like... <laughs> But not, like, specifically to you. I'm just a hater in general. Oh, I love it. So that. if you want to go look at those dresses, let me know. I'll send them to you. But we have a link in our bio. <laughs> no I percent mean, best off. Of luck. And I'm pretty sure this dress is going to be over $100 and it is one of the most ugly dresses I've seen. Also, I'm not the only one who thinks this. They made a TikTok and it went kind of viral. I think it had several hundred thousand views. Wow. And they were showing off their new dresses. And... Everyone in the comments was saying pretty much the exact same thing I'm saying. Like, what was with those first two dresses? Oh, my gosh. And they just did a mm. review on them of the sh- on their story this morning. And I was like, it's so ugly. And they're like, it's kind of, it's, we wanted to do a sexy holiday dress. I was like, this is not sexy. Who is this sexy to? <laughs> anyway. Yikes. Yikes, dude. Anyway. Should we move on to the next segment? <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. Sorry, that one took a long time. Team? But I'm interested. I'm, yeah, I'm even interested. She literally, like, woke me, like, the first thing that came out of her mouth this morning, there's some tea. There's an update. There's an update. Oh, my heck. What? I know, I was going to give, like, a little short blip of another, but I don't, we've talked about this enough. Okay. Parenting advice with Jared. Parenting advice with Jared. All of our Miss Rachel fans, <laughs> they know what I'm doing there. They get it. On the next segment, parenting advice. This is actually like legitimate parenting advice. Last week was just like me hating on the Fond Design bag, <laughs> a non-functional diaper bag. But this week, my parenting advice for every parent is to, every new parent, I should say, um, is to take a online sleep training course together with your significant other. What was that face? Keep going. 
what's that face? I don't know. We did so we did two. We did the newborn one and we did the just like Yeah, no, I'm looping it all together. There's different phases. When you when you go into purchase a sleep training course, especially like we did the taking Kara babies, C A R A. Which I would say is probably the most popular one. That's probably the most popular one and we loved it. Uh, we definitely know why it's the most popular. It freaking works and we like her approach. Um but she has there's different phases. What you learn is like what your baby is actually ready to learn. Like it actually has the like the biological capabilities to learn at what stages, like at three months, at five months, etc. I think a lot of parents try to kill themselves over like trying to train them on week two and it's not working and it's like, well, no crap, it's not working. They literally are not developed enough for it to work. Mm-hmm. There are those exceptions. Some babies sleep straight through the freaking night on, you know, day one, but most don't. And they so shouldn't be sleeping. They shouldn't, the yeah. On day one. Yeah, but my point is that, you know, they sleep through the night. They only wake up to feed once or twice. Then it's like, wow, you are, we're, you're lucky. Um, mm-hmm. But we, we, there's different phases. Buy, buy the phases, like buy them all when it's time to buy them and take them when it's time to take them. I didn't feel like the newborn course was worth it. Hot take. I did only because of the other stuff that we learned about. Sleeping. About sleep, but just taking care of your baby in general. Like yeah. it talks about, like it's not just about sleeping. It's like other things affect hunger sleep. Hunger cues versus sleep exactly. Cues. That's yeah. when when I think of like, should, would would I tell a new parent to read like what to expect when you're expecting? Nope, I would not. I would say take the newborn sleep class because you're gonna learn. Like you, when you have a newborn, all you are doing is feeding that baby, changing that baby, and letting it sleep for the first. How many, yeah, first few to five months, like that is all it is doing. And all you need to do is recognize cues that, you know, this is, oh, that's a a sleepy cue. We we need to make sure we get stuff ready for sleep in the next 10, 15 minutes, whatever. Because it's the parents who don't recognize the cues that have been coming that it's 15 minutes and now your kid is screaming and you're like, oh my gosh, why is it going straight to screaming? And it's like, it's, it's not. It gave you cues 30 minutes ago, but you just didn't notice them. My point is, is I learned how to take care of my baby's needs by learning how to help them sleep better or take more like efficient, to have better naps or whatever, or give better structure and schedule to their day because you learn more than just about like sleep in there. Yeah. And then when they get to the five month range, that's where you can really get sleep training down. And it's been the best thing that's ever happened to us since month five, our babies sleep through the night, period. No wake up for feeds. You know, there's those random once a month type of things where one of them, like our daughter just like loses her mind for some reason and needs Mallory to like give her some snuggles and then she's, she'll go back to bed or whatever. But like those things help me take care of my kid and more than any any book I think out there provides that type of value. Yeah. Um, it also gives you like little charts you can follow and like. Those are super helpful. Structure, well. like structure to your day, how you should plan it, you know? My thoughts on sleep training. Um, so I have like, I initially have this harsh reaction to the newborn course because, um, but I don't think it's actually the course's fault or it's her the, fault. We have twins. It was my own fault. <laughs> when you're a parent, if you are a parent listening to this, you totally are going to agree with what I say. You pick and choose your battles. Hmm. And I put a lot of like unnecessary stress on me, not realizing that I was doing it in the first few months. So like rocking them to sleep or well, sleeping out on the couch. That's what I was going to say. Naps on the couch. For whatever reason, in my new mom brain, I could not put them in their cribs to nap for several months. 
Like they had to be in the same room as her, which was the living room. They, so they started slept. napping in their room around five months, around the time we started yep. sleep training. They slept in their snuggle me's on on the couch cushion, so they were like safe until they outgrew it. Uh huh. And then I just let them sleep on the couch, on and the I'd like roll couch. up their little Serenoni blanket. I'd roll it around them like a little. Should make an improvised yeah, blanket. Yeah, and they me. loved that. And Callum would bury his face into it, which he still loves. Which to is do. really cute because now he hasn't done it until recently. Yeah. Now we have these other bigger Serenoni blankets, and they just like he loves it. He just will walk over and just start rubbing his face on it, especially when he's sleepy. It is the most adorable. But thing. But when they're little and you're like terrified of safe sleep, <laughs> safe sleep, yeah, conditions, and their faces are buried in the blankets and they're sleeping on this couch. It, it was also like i was stressing myself out for no reason like i they would have been better off in their crib it was dark in there i could have controlled the environment better i could actually get stuff done out in the living yeah, room yeah when they're sleeping in the living room guess what's not happening dishes I would literally vacuuming nothing lay them each down for a nap they'd fall asleep i'd go into our room for like because they only slept for 45 minutes at this point yeah i'd be lucky if they got to like an hour um and so i just like go hide in my room while they like took a nap and like have all the sound machines going in the living room. I couldn't even watch TV. I didn't even take a nap. I would just like, well, sometimes sit there on your phone. Yeah. Because they were still napping at like three to four times this, at this period. At that point. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was my own fault. And that was not advised in the sleep training course. It was just something that she couldn't let go. Yeah. Honestly, it was the opposite of the dead advice that they gave in the sleep training course. Yeah. So like that was my own problem. Um, but I would say that our lives really changed when they did, we did the sleep training at five months and they started sleeping through the night. And the reason we started at five months and you learn this in the course is that like developmentally, they're not getting enough like sleep cycles and stuff for it to actually make sense for you to do sleep training like earlier than five months. Like they're just not developed enough for it to like really take effect. You can get lucky. There are those exceptions at two, three months where those just, those random babies do well. But the actual sleep training where you don't have to wake up to feed them and whatnot should not happen, according to what we learned, until five months. And that was the truth for our twins who we sleep trained at the same time in the same room. Yeah. So they could learn to sleep through each other's cries Which and they do now. They Which can they sleep did. through each other's cries. And they learned that so quickly. Was the first night really freaking hard? Oh, the oh, first night was gosh. brutal. Like, I was ready to pull the plug, give up completely. Yeah. And I was like, they're not ready. Yeah. <laughs> Which really meant I'm not ready. Right. Um, it was really hard, but obviously it was worth it because I think I've talked about this in the past, like because I had twins and because he was working a very demanding six to six job, not even Mm -hmm. nine to five. Um, I was the only one getting up with them and they were getting up before we sleep trained. I think twice a night each. Yeah. You would literally get up with one, feed them and then put them down. And the next one was up within 10 minutes of that. Feed them, put them down, then pump for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. And then come back to bed, and then 30 minutes later, the next one was up again. Well, that was the beginning. That was early beginning. on, but... I think closer to the sleep training, they wouldn't wake up again until, like, 6. Yeah, they would wake up once in the middle of the night. Like, at, like, 2. Yeah, 1 or 2 in the morning, and then wake up again at, like, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But they went to bed at 7 p.m. Yeah. 6.30, 7 p.m. every night at that point. Um, was it that early that... Oh, no, they were going no, to bed at, like, No, they were going to bed at 10, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I forgot so about that. So it wasn't even that long. Yeah, because they would take a nap at, like, 5 or 6, and then be up until... 10 and then they would go down yeah yeah and now they go to bed right now from seven well because we just dropped the naps yeah, they're so out of one nap a day now it's seven they go to bed from seven and they wake up at about six six thirty yeah which is six thirty cool. more, more six thirty stevie would sleep in past seven if she could yeah but we have to wake her up because we don't want them to be too off far off schedule yeah which is another problem with twins so anyway but anyways that's my parenting advice the sleep training course sleep is the most important thing you need as a parent and if you can 
and also it sets the right expectations because I think a lot of parents, if they don't take the sleep training course, they just hear about sleep training from somebody else and they just like, oh, I can start doing that right now. Like think about, wasn't it, it was John, not to throw you under the bus, <laughs> our, my, my brother-in-law, like literally was like, oh, like let her cry it out. Like the day after she was born, it's like, you can't, they can't, they don't know how to self-soothe yet. You have to teach them how to self-soothe, but you don't know that unless you take the course. And then you set proper expectations. So whenever we were having hard times in the early beginning part where we're just tired and baby won't go to sleep, like we know what's going on and we can remind each other and like get back on the same page and know like this is normal. This baby is two months. This baby's been alive for two freaking months. Mm -hmm. Like that, they, they don't know how to, you know, suck their thumb and put themselves to sleep yet. Like they can't soothe. You have to do it as the parent, et cetera. Yeah. So that's my, my best advice. Helps set right expectations for you, your parent. Helps you recognize cues to take care of your baby, even when they're not sleeping, so they can get better sleep. And then, of course, when you get to the real, the main stage of helping them actually sleep, then your life just changes, and they go to bed, and you can enjoy a few hours together or doing other things. Like, it's life-changing. Yeah. One last thing on sleep is, since we're talking about it, um, I think a bassinet is the biggest waste of money you can have. I agree. We had a bassinet in our in our bedroom. Um, we had a twin bassinet, so they like literally there's a mesh thing right in between them, so they were like this close, mm -hmm. you know, and twelve that thing inches apart. New is five hundred dollars. Yeah, we got it off of we Facebook got it off for like three hundred. I think it was two, two hundred. Yeah, but even still, biggest waste of money. I wish if I was gonna do a bassinet for twins, which if anyone listening to this is having twins, I'm shocked. But <laughs> and this also depends on your your space that you have in your yeah. Like we have a big master. What we would have done is we would have just put their cribs in our bedroom for the first. How long do they sleep in our, our we, room? They only slept in our room for the first two. I was gonna say like eight weeks or nine months. weeks. Mm -hmm. they, the CDC recommends the first six months, don't they? But we just for us and for them, we just moved them to their own room. Yeah, it's better. Jared's I, a loud snore. I snore <laughs> so freaking loud. And so and I couldn't sleep with them in the room. Mallory couldn't sleep when she was trying to sleep because she would come back to bed awake. And then I'm just... <gasps> was it four months that we moved them? Because I feel like it wasn't it that It might have been early. four months, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, it was a longer time. Yeah. Um, but it's biggest waste. But obviously, not everyone has the right space to do it. Yeah. So the bassinet could be cool, so especially my, if you advice. want to sleep with them in your room. So, like, and that's okay too. You learn in the, the course, like there's different ways to do it and it's okay. And there's, if you're going to do it this way, then here's the considerations you need to have in place. If you're going to do it this way, here is the considerations you have in place. Or like sharing with an older sibling. They even talk about things like that. Exactly. Like you learn different sleep scenarios or sleep situations that, you know, whatever works for you, it's your baby, but you'll learn how to do it in the best way that, you know, you can to optimize sleep for your baby. And all this to say, you know your baby, you're the parent, you get to make these choices, that's what being a parent is about. So if that doesn't work for you, cool. But yeah. this is just our advice. This is what works for us. That's our advice. That's, if I'm going to take any courses or read any books, all I would do is just take a sleep training course because that was the most impactful um, in helping us. And we have freaking twins. All right, that's it. Let's move on to hot takes. Hot takes. <laughs> that's going to be our soundbite for that. All right, you hit, it off, hit us off because you I'll get some points off. here. I'll start us off. My, here, here's a hot take, and I think if you disagree with me, you're a liar. Pineapple is good on pizza. I disagree. I 100%, I don't know, have you ever yeah. had a Hawaiian pizza dog, ham and pineapple? Many times. Oh my goodness. It's disgusting. It is so good, and dipped in ranch. Oh my gosh. 
I just, this I don't man's underst- deprived because we don't eat this at our house. I don't understand why people don't like pineapple on pizza. Why don't you like it? Well, it's I understand gross. why you don't. Th- maybe this explains why others don't. Mallory hates sweet. combining sweet and savory. There's a like, few exceptions. What's an exception for you? I can't think of them off the top of my head, but there are a few. I just can't think of them right now. I Maybe I there isn't. Yeah, I don't think you have any exceptions that I can honestly imagine. Yeah, even like sweet beef, hate it. Or any meat. Sweet, sweet meat. meat. Like sweet meat. meat like <laughs> like the Korean barbecue that Skylar makes us sometimes. Or You don't like it? Well, it's not that I don't like it. To... No, I do like it. I do like it, but it's not my favorite. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't pick it. Really? Yeah. Because I don't like sweet meat. Well, the the meat isn't even sweet. <laughs> yes, it is. No, the the potato is sweet because there's honeys in the, like that potato vegetable. Well, it's all made mix. together. Well, you combine it, sure. Yeah, maybe but that is it. If you eat it the separately, the meat itself it's not. actually yeah, is pretty yeah, good. the meat is like has That's even a little bit part. of spice to it too. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Or like the sweet pork at Cafe Rio. Ugh. I love that. I hate oh, it. Sweet pork is delicious. I hate it. Um. So that's my hot take on that. My next hot take, or do you want? Do you have one that you would like to share? No, we can keep going. Okay. I, I think Yeezys are dumb. <laughs> oh, I agree. And we're also not supporting Kanye West with his anti-Semitic <laughs> And I say comments. that knowing full on that like my sister and brother-in-law have like 40 <laughs> pairs between the two of them. I, I just think Yeezys, I, I, I don't even know if it's the shoe as much it's as all- it's the person that I've always been like, oh, these are weird. But this can we have weird. an opinion? Because we've never tried them. What if they're the most comfortable, no, best I shoe? I did step into his shoe one time to like run out to the car or something like that <laughs> when we were know? visiting. It was, it was like walking on a cloud. It was very comfortable. That's mm-hmm. all I will say about it. The look though, especially when people would get like those white ones and they would like literally be like post-it yellow after you a few uses. Like I think that's just gross. I got to be honest. I like the look of the shoe. You do? I do. I like them. I think they're very... You just don't like the person. Don't I don't like, like the person. Don't like the price. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that was the weirdest, weirdest some thing Some of them are history. weird. I like some of their, his, like, the slides. I do like some. Obviously, they're, like, really popular. But mm. the ones that look like a like a slump, sleeping pod for an alien. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly I what you're talking ones. about. They look like, they're like an alien. Ones. They look like an alien version of Crocs. Mm-hmm. But they fully cover your foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of those shoes, and maybe I'm just like I don't have I'm not I'm not fashion. I'm sitting here in a plain white T-shirt, and Same. I get it. I might be out of touch, but I've always just looked at those shoes, and I'm like, I think they're very cute. Hmm. I wouldn't even say cute. They look cute. nice. They look nice. I would have loved to own a pair, but now I can't support him. Of Yeezys. <laughs> My next hot take is why the freak is Vinny still on Dancing with the Stars? Vinny Guadamino. I Yo, I don't know. I think so. This week was a shocker. If you guys don't watch Dancing with the Stars, I've become a fan, bro. I am learning the rumba <laughs> and the foxtrot and the pasadoble. I'm and learning. And you're like learning what looks good and what doesn't. Yeah. Like I'm, Mallory and I, so a couple gets done with the dance and I'm like, oh, wow. I think they missed that right there, but I really love how they were in frame and like <laughs> I'm, I'm getting into it. Um, and it's like the most amazing production to watch. As someone that's been in like broadcast and production, it is a feat it is a A miracle that there are like more major mistakes that happen in this two hour long production that involves sets and cameras lighting dancers like there's so many variables audience live audience it is you have two hosts um which is that is so hard to do like there are so many variables in this and it is shocking how it all comes together it is amazing um to witness but um, last, uh, this, this most recent week, um, Vinny is clearly not 
he's clearly the the worst of the dancers. He's not and there. Has been for and a has while. Been. It's shocking that he's made it this far. I love Vinny. This is nothing against Vinny. I love Vinny. I've always loved him. I was a Jersey Shore original viewer. Okay. Same. And I've always Vinny was always my favorite character. I love Vinny. Mm-hmm. I would vote for Vinny in the early episodes. At this point in the competition, though, there's no this reason that he unfair. wasn't in the bottom two because if he was. He would have been home, but he was somehow not in the bottom two. And you had Heidi D'Amelio, who was doing remarkable, especially for her age, um, in her, like, what, late 50s or early 50s? I think she's in her 40s. No, she's not in her 40s. She's, she's your parents' age. She's she's 50, like, two or something like that. Oh. And then you've got um, Jordan Sparks, who I... Uh, over Heidi over Jordan, I, I would have made the same decision and kept Heidi. But Jordan should not be leaving before Vinny is my point. I think Jordan would have been even shouldn't have been leaving before Trevor as well. Trevor is improving, but when you look at the dancers and their skill level at this point, it doesn't make sense. And that's where it's like, wow, dude, the voting at home is really taking over. But also this episode, you were complaining about the judges voting being inconsistent. The but, judges voting, especially Carrie, Carrie Ann's voting was very inconsistent. But I also think they're judging based on, the contestants like skill level as it is like what they're capable of are is that fair i wonder i don't know what are your thoughts i mean kind of because it's not really fair that darlie is a trained dancer and for her to like go all the way which she's obviously going to do but like to not judge her at a higher standard than you judge everyone else is unfair i uh, i agree with that with charlie 100 percent. why are we holding heidi to the same standards like she is also Carrie Ann gave her the same exact feedback. I just want you to just push it like you're doing great, but and maybe if she had given her ten, she wouldn't have been in the bottom two. Maybe that one, who knows? But maybe that one point really mattered that much, especially because Vinny was on the losing team dance team. They 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 lost points or they they had less points than the team Heidi was on. So I wonder if it was that close because Vinny, there's no way Vinny was any higher than the the bottom three, and there's no reason that Heidi should have been in the bottom two. This is her second time in the bottom two as well, and she's not nearly close to the bottom. She's of not. Talent. She is very. She's been very. And skilled. I'm surprised because I feel like she has a high following, especially with her daughters. She's a huge following. So I'm, the fact that she's not getting votes is weird. Yeah. We it, need to start voting. We don't vote. We should. Well, we never. We never can watch the episode Heidi. in real time usually because the kids don't care to watch it when it comes out live or whatever. Yeah, but we could. Like we usually start it with the kids, but then probably about an hour, usually around an hour in, they're over it, so we turn it off. But Mm. anyway i think we should i'm gonna save these these last my my last hot takes unless you have one for a future hot take segment because we're 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 spending a lot of time on this yeah we've got a a lot of content already okay last last segment questions from you questions from the audience Uh, we need better better jingles so a lot of you have been asking (laughs) (laughs) all right now we're gonna talk about our questions from the audience and this week our question comes from my friend Emma. Eh, Emma, you've been asking. Uh, She wanted to know foods we're passionate about, comfort foods, what we like to make, and desserts we crave. Mm. Foods we're passionate about. So one of my favorite... I'm not starting there, because I don't know. One of of my favorite things to make, one of the favorite things that I make for us to eat is Thai peanut chicken. Mm. It's a slow cooker recipe. My sister Lauren gave it to me. Um, what's in it? It's chicken, peanut butter, soy sauce, um, 
chicken broth, a little bit of red pepper, red pepper, zucchini, shredded. Mm-hmm. Um, the red pepper is just sliced into little strips. But Jarrett wants me to cut it a little smaller because he just doesn't chew his food very good. <laughs> He's kidding. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, a little, little drizzle of um, some sugar. And I think that's it. And some lime juice at the end. And then it's served on top of white rice. And we serve it on top of white rice. And it is so good. You're actually supposed to serve it on top of noodles. And you're supposed to have um, cilantro in it and garnish with cilantro and peanuts. But we never do that. And I just love it the way it is. Yeah, it's good. So if you want the link, I'll put it in our story on our Instagram page this week. Yeah. Um, But that is my favorite thing I make. For sure. Interesting. And I like making it because it's a slow cooker meal. So I literally just chop, 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 throw it in. Cooks for two to three hours on high or three to four hours on low. And it is easy and yummy. Hmm. I think that um, a comfort meal of mine that I love is like making grilled cheese and soup. Mm. That I love. I love that. That is like one of my favorite comfort meals. I think it's just like a nostalgia thing for me. Like, you can still, to this day, find me, like, slamming a PB&J sandwich or, like, just, like, a turkey and cheese sandwich or something, like, yeah. from home. Like, pretty I, basic. Yeah, like, I love that stuff. It's very, like, simple and easy to make and quick and whatever, but um, I do love that. I also like any time that I get a chance to smoke on the Traeger, like, yeah. that corn on the cob. Oh, Ooh, yeah. It's delicious. Ooh, the, the wraps, the jalapeno wraps. The jalapeno wraps. Um, um, they're, like, bacon around jalapeno with like cream cheese and stuff inside yeah it's freaking delicious um anytime i get to use the smoker to make i mean really anything we had hamburgers last night it's yeah really good my favorite one of my favorite things that you make in the kitchen is zuppa toscana zuppa toscana that's so a that's yummy. a favorite of mine it just requires so much prep and cleanup hmm. but i do every time we i make it it's like oh i love this meal mm-hmm. and have it with rolls and it's just like this is so so good um but it is just like one of those pain in the butt meals that you need to like slice up all the potatoes yeah. and chop up and cook the the sausage and the bacon and in and out of the pot. Now you gotta stir and wait for it to boil. Like it's just like a long thing, but I I do enjoy it. I I've, I'm in this weird spot where like I really am developing like I a joy for cooking, but it's difficult because the entire like the entire time that I'm cooking, I'm like this needs to be quick because I have two hungry babies that like they're hungry dog they want to eat now they don't understand they need to wait 20 minutes and then i need to let it cool off so they're not burning their hands on it exactly and and serve it and stuff and so um i'm in this weird spot where i'm like i need to make meals quickly but i also really i really like making the meals that take a little bit longer because they're so good but i just I, i don't have the time for it man i got babies that need to eat now and we got to get them in the bath afterwards and into bed you know yeah so prior to having kids we were very much an eat out every meal family not every meal but most meals most meals um especially while i was working like six to six type of a schedule yeah it was like our routine that as soon as you got off work we'd get in the car go buy food bring it home yeah eat, watch the show um so i have like very little confidence in the kitchen still like very little I ask for your advice on a lot of different things or ask you to like chop things for me because you're a lot faster. Yeah. Um, so it does take me like a long time to cook, but I am like, I feel like I'm getting a bit better. 
You're, you're, I don't make bad meals. Like I've never. No, it's very rare that I make. It's like, rare a that you like you made that one mistake meal. where you put tomato paste instead of sauce, yeah. or whatever. But, like, but everyone's delighted. <laughs> what I'm saying is that like your result, the end result is usually good. Mm-hmm. The process to get there, I I usually can do it in like half the time, and that's only because of my experience. I've learned like how to be efficient in the kitchen, and that's something you haven't learned yet. So like when I read the instructions, the the ingredients, and the instructions. I read the whole thing first so I know what I can do while this thing is boiling or if I need to do that beforehand or whatever. That way everything is like bing, bang, bong. And most of the time when I'm cooking, by the time dinner is served, most of the stuff is also already put away and the, you know, it's kind of cleaned up because I've learned that stuff, you know, over, even before we had kids, when we did cook a meal, it was me cooking. So I'm just, but I think you're getting more and more confident. I feel like, especially because you're getting more consistent with the recipes that we're, we're having on a regular basis. So the yeah. Thai peanut chicken is a good one. Um, the chicken fried rice is a good one. Um, that I very like the chicken we pie. just made recently was really good. Yeah. The shepherd's pie, yeah, it's pretty easy actually. And Cubed good. steak. Cubed steak. So you're, you're getting like, I think that's the, the easiest thing Spaghetti. to do is like <laughs> make certain meals consistently and like you'll get more efficient at making them because you know, you just know. What needs to be done right now? Yeah. So desserts we crave, man. I love chocolate, and that's what's bad is like when you have a dessert after dinner. Say if you if you decide to like have a dessert after most dinners or all dinners, bro. Guess what? Your mind immediately goes to the moment you stop having desserts <laughs> after dinner, and you you really shouldn't. It's funny because we weren't in this habit, and now we're just like, oh man, we get done and we're like, oh, I wish we had some cookies, dude. Be so nice. I think desserts, the dessert I crave the most is a warm chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. I'm very basic in that sense. Like, warm I just chocolate love chip cookies, cookies and cookies. milk. Ooh. Yeah. I used to really crave the Heath cake, but I'm like, I'm kind of yeah. over it. It's called better than and sex cake. It's pretty cake. easy to make, so we could make it more than we do. I think we have. It's very easy to make. It's just freaking. But I also don't think to bake because it's, to me, it's not worth the cleanup. Like, it's so hard running a household. Everyone knows. Like, you've got your kids that you're cleaning up after mm-hmm. constantly. We have a dog who sheds like crazy. Yep. I have my laundry to do, my kids' laundry to do. To, and cleaning the kitchen is a hard enough task. Yep. So adding things just for my own enjoyment isn't worth it to me most yeah. of the time. Like, I made um, pumpkin cookies a few weeks ago. Yeah, but to, chocolate chip. Even that, I was like, oh, this is such a burden. <laughs> And they were so good. They were good. We demolished those. And you made so many of them. But we ate them so fast. Yeah, they were really good. I thought we were going to have to start giving them away because I thought we were going to have way too many. I doubled the recipe because I had a can and you only need half a can for the recipe. And I was like, oh, I don't want to like waste half a can. So I just doubled it making, what was it, four dozen cookies? Four, it was 48 cookies, yeah. yeah. You made 50 freaking cookies, dude. Um, as far as other meals that we like to eat, like I, I love Taco Bell. And I, I just love Mexican food in general. You send me over to Filiberto's or Cafe Rio, Chipotle. Mm. Like, I love burritos, tacos. I Ugh. used to say that I don't like Mexican food because I was raised with a Mexican mother who made good, authentic Mexican food, in my opinion. And so I didn't like going, I'd hate, I still hate Taco Bell. I don't like Taco Mallory Bell. Mallory hates Taco Bell. Which is funny. And it is my biggest heartache. I tried to get into it because I, um, all growing up, we never went there because my mom hated it, so we just never went there. And in college, Taco Bell at the time was one of the only fast food restaurants in Rexburg. Oh. And so I, I would go there quite a bit with my friends. And what would you get? A Crunchwrap Supreme. Mm. And I hate it still now. 
I feel like I didn't hate it as much then. But I don't I hate it now. What do you hate about it? I've never had anything that I'm like, oh, that was so good. I want that again. Ever. Even like the steak quesaritos? Yeah. Ugh. Even like the grilled cheese XL Oh, that's so good. That one was good, but I still... What about those chicken tacos, the fried... I don't crave the them. It was just like... Crispy It's ones. something I could eat that I didn't hate when you hmm. wanted Taco Bell. So what do you crave fast food-wise besides Chick-fil-A? <laughs> um... I do crave canes mm-hmm. sometimes. I really like Neaters. They're like um, turkey bacon avocado sandwiches. That's like a random craving that it's, I get. It gets up every so often. We'll I just be like, like out it. in that area where we're buying. Yeah. I'm like, do you want to have Neaters for lunch? Mm-hmm. But half the time you roll up and like, we're out of turkey. And avocado <laughs> and bacon. Well, what would you like? <laughs> That's the only thing that I wanted. So thanks. Yeah. What else? Um... Mostly. Oh, sometimes. So this is funny. I This is the opposite of Taco Bell. I used to hate in and out because their fries are so nasty yeah i used to hate it and now i love in and out i love their burgers i do like their burgers i don't like their fries i still don't no i but get, i'll eat them now i get the um the animal fries the animal fries with the sauce and the cheese mm-hmm. that's the only way i'll eat their fries like i literally won't eat the other fries period uh, i just hate them that much foods i'm passionate about i really love eating at a hibachi grill but it's so overpriced, and I don't really care for the experience anymore. Like, I've seen the It's tricks. the same. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably like the third year in a row of us going for, like, your I birthday. Would... I was like, this is getting old, yeah. isn't it? I would really like... So we go there for every, like, special occasion. For our anniversary, for my birthday, like... Happy birthday! There. Happy birthday! Um, I would really like to figure out how to make that at home. Like a hibachi grill at home? Yeah. Like, make it at least taste the same. So then I don't feel the need to go and waste all that money. Honey, it's just butter and garlic. Ooh, you know what I've been craving, but I haven't been able to get because huh. they're just expensive and also it's just like a niche thing. Mm. Crab legs. Oh. I love some good crab legs. I'm really not. The best crab legs. I'll eat legs, them, but I don't, I'm not craving them ever. One time, was it once? Maybe it was a couple times. When I was in Idaho for the 4th of July, Emma's family does a crab boil mm. and whoo, it was good. They put like that Creole seasoning in there. Oh yeah, they like literally lay out butcher paper and dump out like crab legs, shrimp, potatoes, corn. Oh wow, it's a that whole does thing. sound good. But also they had like tri-tip as well. Not like in the boil. It was like. Separate. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no. They had like tri-tip and other things like yeah. also made. Oh, I love. Emma's tri-tip. family gets down. If we ever have the opportunity to be there for dinner, we went there for a dinner once, and I was. They feed people. I well. was like, this was delicious. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't what remember they made. what they was it. It was grilled though. I think it was tri-tip. It might have been. I don't, I don't remember, but it was like, wow. Um, happy I'm here. That was delicious. Yeah, that was one thing. No shade, but maybe a little shade that I was disappointed with your family is they're not into cooking. No, no, no one in your family is into cooking. Never have been, dude. I was raised on like boxed mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. like the box meals, beef, beef stroganoff in a box, like or in a bag. Like I was raised on those types of quick meals, um, hot dogs and my macaroni. <laughs> Like, quick stuff. The only time that, like, major cooking ever happened was Thanksgiving and Christmas. But even then, like, no one really... It's I don't want to be rude, but it's usually very basic. Like, it's nothing... They don't, like, pour passion or, like... You know what I'm saying? Like, my dad really tries in the kitchen. Like, he puts his heart and soul yeah. into his meats yeah. <laughs> and, and like his cinnamon rolls his biscuits aren't oh my dad doesn't do cinnamon rolls biscuits all of that he like really it's a labor of love it is in your family it's just like quick easy convenient that's you know what I mean? that's how it's been my entire life like but the flavor lacks 
That's what I'm saying. Oh, it, it's always going to laugh. But if you're having boxed mashed potatoes instead of real mashed potatoes, there is 1,000% a complete difference in consistency and yeah. taste and all that. But it was all it was always about like speed, like kind of like a your and I situation. This is where this is where I'm trying to fight this battle that I was talking about earlier about like speed and convenience versus quality meals because True. my parents, we were a family of five, me and my, my two younger sisters, and we didn't have a village. Mm-hmm. We didn't have people constantly there or whatever to help support or babysit or whatever. And both of my parents worked from an early age. Um, and so like they, it, it's, it was always about convenience. And that's really interesting that you bring that up because I meal plan for our family. I make the meal plan. I do the grocery shopping. I make the food. My initial thought is never like, oh, I should get some beef stroganoff in a box and make this for dinner. Like, I never even think about it. Dude, I literally, by habit, go down that aisle. I never grab anything because I'm just like, why am I in this aisle? Like, what am I doing? I don't even think to put that on the meal plan. Because in my mind, like, usually our meal week consists of, like, two meals that take a lot more prep and, like, shopping of food. uh, It takes a long time to make. And then, like, the other three to five meals, three yeah that's just me kitchen the math was right usually there's like a day for leftovers or something mm-hmm. or like a pizza from little caesars mm-hmm. and then the other days are like easier meals like grilled cheeses and soup quesadillas with beans and rice uh, mm-hmm. things like that so like i never think i mean i guess i do but not really like it's never even been like an option in my head we've talked about getting those like freezer bag meals where you literally yeah, just toss that's, it in that's the, skillet, the closest i have the skillet meals yeah. um and even those i mean those are you're still getting you know more but they're they skimp on all the good mm-hmm. stuff, like the meats, like the sausage and stuff like that. Um, so it is, it's, it's really a hard thing. Cooking for a family is difficult, and that's something that I've learned in parenthood. And that's the battle that I'm referencing. Like, it's so hard to choose to, hey, we need to make meals over, bro, the convenience of this was just, like, amazing. So whenever I see, like, TikToks or whatever of these moms that are, like, making these elaborate snacks not even meals they're they're baking and cooking snacks for the day and i'm like how how do you have the time and are willing to make the effort because when my kid is my kids are screaming like bro i'm grabbing a box of goldfish and i'm i'm that's how i'm handling this you know like it's it's insane to think about but every every like that's where you pick and choose your battles and nutrition was never a battle that I felt like was fought for me in my life. And it's a, now it's a battle that I'm still trying to overcome. And so I want to fight it early on for my kids so that they don't have the same struggles that I do. Yeah, it's fair. That's one of the hardest parts for me of parenting so far. It's just like thinking of what I need to feed these kids. <laughs> Dude, it always is. It's literally like lunchtime and one of us gets up and it's like, so what should we feed them today? Like, because we don't want to get stuck in the rut of feeding them like the same thing. And they don't like every it. day. They don't want to eat the same. They thing don't. Every day. Yeah, we feed them chicken nuggets twice in a row. Guess what's not getting eaten that second time? And now we're improvising and yeah. pulling out cheese sticks and stuff. So it does require planning and whatnot. And that's of, why it's important. Sorry, Go ahead. I cut you off. Um, one of Jared's favorite comfort foods is. You haven't mentioned this, but I thought I'd remind you: stuffing, boxed stuffing. <laughs> Yeah. Stovetop stuffing, which is funny because I used to call. So Stevie, one of her nicknames when she was really, really little was stove, and then for the long stover. form, I'd call her stovetop stuffing. Yeah, which is her dad's favorite meal, unintentional but box stuffing yeah. like that. Like when we talk about like only meals that got made around Thanksgiving, we had boxed stuffing, we had canned cranberries, <laughs> we had um, deviled eggs, 
Um, we had, which I always, until I was like probably 12, called them doubled eggs. Um, and then we had like the turkey or we had the ham and then we had, you know, store-bought rolls. Um, and that was, that was it, you know, like, and to me that was like a feast. Like that's what I crave now when that holiday comes around. So when I'm sitting around a table and they've got like weird, like, oh, you made your own stuffing and you put these, ooh, that's, that's, uh, I don't like the, the texture of it as much. Like it's so weird that like I'm stuck on Stouffer's stovetop box stuffing and that's like garbage. You know what I mean? Like it's literally bread dust. <laughs> You know, it's like mush. It's like water. It's yeah, it's paste. It's, but I, it's all that freaking crave when Thanksgiving comes around. That's you know, weird. I hate stuffing, regardless of stovetop or the fancy kind. I don't eat. Stuffing. I've only of of people that make their own stuffing, like they dry the bread and the the croutons or so to speak or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've only ever had one that I was just like, this is the only way I will ever eat stuffing ever again. And then we like moved. Who's was it? I don't remember. It was it was some family member or some like friend of a family member that came to a Thanksgiving when I was, I think I lived in Massachusetts or something, but I was like, this is, and green bean casserole. I've only ever had one green bean casserole that I was like, mm, another. Yeah. Gosh, I could sit anyway, and talk about food all day. Yeah, honestly. this is getting long. We probably, maybe we should have made this a whole episode, but. <laughs> Entire episode about food. Maybe we continue. To, she wanted it to be like a continuing segment. So maybe if we have more. Insurance, oh, a continuing but, segment mm-hmm. about food. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can. We can play with it. We can play with it. We may have things to talk about sometimes and other times not. And that's fine. This episode got really long. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of You've Been Asking. (laughs) That was the most abrupt ending ever. This is, I'm hungry now and I want to go eat lunch. (laughs) I also need to go grocery shopping. (laughs) All right, see y'all. Bye. (laughs)